Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Joe Dudek. He is the president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. So, Joe, just kind of reading your bio, and this will be in the SAO description, but you're a fellow Hoosier. You used to be a Chicagoan, um, if that's the pronunciation, and then you went back to Indiana, and now you're out in Colorado. Yeah. Is that correct? That's correct. That's the that's the track record I've been gone. Been on, yeah, yeah, we yeah we had our uh, green room conversation to all the listeners out there, and Joe and I were talking about snow um, <laughs> and the difference of snow of uh, Indiana wet snow um, yeah. and humidity, and then versus the 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 Colorado powder and a lot of sh- sunshine. So to everybody out there, you know all the Midwesterners out there. Um, yes, we are still suffering, but we'll make it through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I grew up in South Bend where we used to get 10, 12 inches of lake effect snow. So I'm used to a lot, but, uh, I'm loving the very light powder that just moves so easily on the, on the driveway for sure. Not like the Midwest. Yeah. I, and, and Joe, I think, you know, thanks for, you know, being a guest on the show. I was reaching out to a few people and you, you came to mind, uh, when I was reaching out to folks because, um, I loved your marketing, you know, mm. that's straight down to it. I don't even think we have met before this no, actually. And I think we just knew people in crossing and, you know, we were fellow, we were fellow Hoosiers and um, it was just kind of cool to kind of see what your marketing was um, with different things. And everybody, you know, after this episode, you know, check out keyhole marketing, but you kind of want to start out with the first question is, you know, it's the why of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why did you start keyhole marketing? If you can kind of give the trajectory, um, and some and some cool stories if you want to start out, you know, why? Yeah, I had done uh, corporate America for quite a while. I started out in PR up in Chicago, worked at a, an agency, worked for different, a couple of different companies in their communications departments. And so PR was really my career path initially. Moved back to Indiana um, and really kind of got burnt out on all the schmoozing of, of the PR side of it. I just, I just didn't want to go into that again. Um, and so I was even when I moved back to Indiana in 2005, I was thinking uh, I would be a school school teacher, firefighter, something other than a PR guy. Um, so I was open to anything. And then I did get an opportunity for a marketing role at a software company. Uh, at the time, it was called Made to Manage Systems. They made it. They made software for manufacturing companies. Uh, eventually, changed their name to Consona. And now I think it's Aptian. You know, it's software. They they change every five minutes, but. Um, Stayed there for five years. Great job. Learned a lot about the marketing side of things. A lot of my communication skills were transferable into that realm. But uh, definitely what I enjoyed most about that transition was the creative side of marketing versus a little bit more stiff side of the PR. Um, you could just be more creative with the writing and and stuck it out for five years. They ended up getting bought out by a company I assumed, which actually did end up happening, that I would lose my job they would uh just take take the entire marketing department and swap us out for for who they already had um so i left before that happened and went to a um manufacturing facility in westfield stuck it out for a year not a good fit i kind of knew it was not a good fit about 15 minutes into the job (laughs) but i felt um let's stick it out for the resume and let's see if we can last a year here so i did uh after that after I left there, it was just, I started interviewing again, thinking I'll just get another job. That's all kind of all I ever had aspirations for. That's what I assume you do. You, you get a, you get a degree, you get a job. That's how you make a living. 
that's your career path. Uh, and then eventually you retire. And I never really had entrepreneurship on my radar. I didn't have any, any friends or family who really had started their own business. Um, but as I interviewed for jobs at that time, I just was realizing, man, I just left a sucky job. Do I want to find another one? And I just, um, was really cognizant of that when I went to interviews, looked at marketing departments in all the, the field, the, the, the whole, um, landscape of cubes that I was looking at. I just said, I don't want to just sit in another one of these. So I picked up a couple clients, um, as I was interviewing and realized, you know what, I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging, maybe getting dressed, maybe not getting dressed for today, doing some stuff from home, not having to be so professional. Um, and then it, it just sort of slowly built up inside of me, like maybe this is a better fit for me. Maybe I should make this thing uh, legitimate and make it an op- a business. And that was probably after about six months of, again, sort of just biding my time until the next real job comes along. And then I realized I had a real job and I can, can make this thing its own thing. So um, we, I actually was flying back from a trip to Jackson Hole, and I was listening to uh, a Bob Dylan song, and I was trying to think in my mind as it was sort of playing in the background. I was thinking, like, what do we like? What can I name this business? At the time, I did have another business called Jotography that does that does photography, um, obviously, and uh, had always done that on the side of corporate America kind of jobs. And um, I just remember that process of coming up with that name, thinking through like. Does it exist at all? So it was kind of fun to just return to that, the name brainstorming process. And there was actually a lyric in a song that Bob Dylan wrote uh, about kneeling down and and looking through the keyhole. Um, At the time, he's talking about a woman on the other side of the door. Probably not everything resonated with me. But what I did love about that image was helping businesses get to the other side of the doorway. I felt like um, they're sort of stuck on this side. How do I help them envision what can be on the other side? And then eventually turning that handle and, and walking them over there and figuring out how to get from here to there. So that whole visual really struck struck me and uh, just became the name Keyhole Marketing. And um, and then over time, just continued to legitimize it. You know, got a website, um, worked on a very cheap brand with a, with a designer and he wasn't cheap. I mean, he, he's, he's really talented. I'm not saying he was, he was not, but, um, I just asked him for like a cheap thing. I'm just getting this thing going. Um, and I got a quick logo mark, um, had some stuff to actually make myself look legitimate. Um, so yeah, I just built up over time. And then before I moved out here a few years ago, I had a, a I went through a rebranding process uh, with another company in Indy, John and Stacy McClure with Comotion Studio. Um, and they really helped take the brand to another level. Um, and I'll say this quickly, what was interesting about that process was um, they, you know, did their their discovery process to get to know me, what kind of things we do for this within Keyhole Marketing. And then they created Marks. And they didn't know at the time that I was already preparing to move to Colorado. I hadn't made that officially, uh, I had officially announced that. And then the mark that they gave me was just the perfect fit. Um, and they had no idea that it was, it was, it's a key, but at the same time, it looks a little bit like the sun on the horizon, two marks that look like mountain peaks. And then, um, just that horizon, that straight line horizon view. So I was like, Oh my gosh, that's it. So it was just one of those like 
amazing moments that everything came together. I love that. And and, and it, it speaks more to your, your brand and your website too, is that you're mm. more of a creative type. Um, and, and that's, that's the kind of the cool part of it is, um, everything kind of manifests once we start focusing on things. And mm. I think the one thing, just kind of bring it right into the next question is, you know, the first thing I noticed on your website was, was content, you know, mm. why focus on content marketing, you know, first to develop, you know, develop great customer experiences. Yeah. To me, content was the, the, my strength. That's where I came from uh, writing a ton of things for, for corporate, um, jobs, whether in PR or marketing, that was just my skill set. I wasn't, again, I didn't go to the school with, with, um, intense focus on design or, uh, branding or those types of things. I obviously learned those things over time and understand appreciated them, but it was never something that was just the core of who I was. So to me, I wanted to lean into my strengths. Uh, and I will say this too, there was a process about two years into owning the business that I had had some really bad clients, uh, that I wasn't either getting a payment for, for invoices or, you know, they were just sort of, um, second guessing what we were creating and just continually basically thinking they could do better than we could. Um, and I just felt like I was constantly justifying myself to some of those clients. And it came to a point when I just felt like maybe I shouldn't even be doing this. Maybe I've just run out of my own little effort to make this business happen. And maybe I should call it quits. And my wife and I talked at that point, she was great at saying, you know, try not to be everything to everyone. Um, so at that point, I think I realized I was, I was, you kind of start these a business and you're, you're sort of doing whatever you can to make a buck. And I realized that I was really bending over backwards too much for people and just whatever they needed that was somewhat close to marketing. I would be happy to offer it. And, um, I realized that I was getting away from that sweet spot of what I knew really well. So I ended up sort of just picking off a lot of stuff that a, I've maybe it wasn't the best at and B, I didn't even want to do. So why am I, it's my business. Why am I doing this stuff? I don't want to do. So I just, I just rehoned it in on that content marketing piece. Um, and since then we've really, I think more solidified what that looks like. What is content marketing? We now say we've got five buckets that we work with. We talk about your, we focus on your brand, which includes, uh, you know, logo design, website design. We, we focus on your content, um, which is, website content, blogging, um, any offline uh, storytelling. We also focus on your SEO. So how are we making sure Google can even find you? We focus on social media. So if we're going to create a great story, how are we putting it out there for people to, to see? And then we also, I integrated photography. So bringing some of that um, other side of the business that I'd created many years ago into that and making sure your, sure your visual content is also on the same par as your, as your written content. So it's been built out a little bit over time. Um, but it all centers around that core piece of content. I like it. And that's what I kind of noticed about your site. So I love that you're reiterating and you're having a, a tight focus, which I think a lot of, you know, people who are listening to this is they are either like, yeah, I've been through that process and they really respect you for going through that. And some others are like, Oh man, I should be going through this. Like, why mm -hmm. am I doing all this? And the cool thing about it is, is the thing that I, I recognize the most, you know, everything and you, you kind of took a different approach to this because a lot of people, you know, ask the why first. And I mean, obviously, with the podcast, with storytelling or with a movie, you always have to have the origin stories of the why. But I noticed with your approach to clients, with their missions is that you start with your what, how and why. 
And can you explain a little bit more of why you structured that on your website of that being the what, how, and why, and what each of those actually mean, you know, when you're talking to customers? Yeah, I think they all sort of build on themselves. Uh, the what is almost a little bit of a softball for the, for our clients because I think a lot of times that's where the the questions stop. That's where the storytelling stops. Um, and we work with a lot of clients who do a great job of describing what they offer to people, but they're not doing a great job of understanding how to convey why does this matter to you? How is this going to change your life? Um, but the what is a good place to start. They can really uh, use the terms that they know really well. They can describe all the, the features and benefits, uh, the, the reason that they created whatever they're creating, whatever they're selling. Um, and then we, we don't stop there. And then we go into the, the how, like, how does this thing function? How does it, like, how does it change lives? And then ultimately lead to why does this matter for somebody else? Why, why should they care? Why should they choose you over somebody else? Um, and I think it's really putting all those pieces together. Um, and I, I know that, you know, that Simon Sinek and you, you know, it all starts with why. And I, and I agree with that, but I think there's some other pieces that help uh, sort of prepare the road for that question. Obviously, like preparing the road for you to move to Colorado. Um, yeah, it kind sure. of all fits together. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the cool thing about how you've kind of structured it in the sense that, I mean, I was kind of doing some meditation and some reflection this past week on mm -hmm. uh, even just the why for me of, you know, why, why do I matter? Why am I doing, you know, certain things? What's my purpose, you know, kind of out of it. And, but you're, you're restructuring in a way that, allows some quick wins for customers to kind of understand mm -hmm. reiterating their product, you know, talking about the soft, it's like you, you literally said softball and it almost goes into your storytelling where you mm -hmm. kind of start off with and you kind of restructure them. So we were talking a little bit about your podcast and how you've kind of transformed some things. And by the way, this is the end of the questions part for all the listeners out there. <laughs> so Joe's not going to be grilled anymore, but you know, you have, you you know, you have this background where I, I looked on your site, you have several different podcasting stories that you have connected with people. You know, can you kind of explain your process of how to help customers, you know, enhance their storytelling while you integrated this podcast? Because you mentioned some cool things of what you're doing with that. Can you kind of expound a little bit on that? Yeah. So before I moved to Colorado, uh, I was doing a version of this before I was doing some offline conversations with, with local business owners. Uh, I think of like just pop in and indeed Jeb Banner at the time with uh, Smallbox, um, some of those other local businesses, super inspirational people, somebody you just wanted to spend a couple hours with and just be inspired in their, in their presence. Uh, and we ended up doing more of a transcription of our conversation. I wanted it to be much more of a casual conversation. Don't worry about me hitting record. Like, let's just, I am hitting record, but let's just talk and you'll forget that it's even there. Um, and then when I moved out here, I wanted to transition it into a podcast. I felt like that was a new medium that would be helpful for promotion, but also just even push me from a, from a technology standpoint to get to that space. But I also wanted it to be different. I obviously I don't want it to be like everything else out there. And it's, it's hard to compete in that space. There's a ton of content. Um, but I'm not trying to take over the world with this podcast. I did want to serve the audience that I wanted to serve. So we focus on more local businesses out here in Colorado Springs. Currently, uh, we might expand to Denver and some others of other markets up the front range. Um, so there's many opportunities, but we really just focus on telling their story. And I, actually, the whole concept of both those interviews and the podcast came from a book that I read called Sick in the Head by Judd Apatow. 
um, man, it's such a great book. So I'll give you the quick synopsis of that. Is this? It's basically his transcriptions of conversations he's had with with people. His very first one was an, an interview with um, Jerry Seinfeld. I think when he was a, a teenager at a local at his high school radio station, he wanted to interview Jerry Seinfeld. So sorry, Jerry Seinfeld. And he said, yeah, I work for, you know, whatever radio station. Here's the call letters. Uh, I want to interview Jerry, talk to his agent, ended up showing up at Jerry's door, you know, weeks later. And he's like, who are you? He said, oh, I'm Judd from W whatever radio station. And Jerry didn't kick him out. They ended up sitting down and had an hour conversation at, at his, as a teenager. And I thought, man, it's so inspirational, A, to have the, the guts to do that and ask somebody who, who you may look up to, may you may be inspired by in the local area, and not to be afraid to ask. And that's that's always what I've leaned into. Um, the worst they're going to say is no. Um, most people, I don't know that I've even ever been turned down. It's, there might have been some scheduling situations, but I think everybody just had to tell their story, and they know that I'm going to I'm going to uh, um, respect it. I'm going to I'm going to hold it carefully. I'm not going to sort of take that and spin it and make them <laughs> look bad. It's all to try to make them look the best they can. And then what I've focused on the last, um, really last year too, with with COVID, we switched it into more like how are local businesses surviving the pandemic? So we switched the questions a little bit to for them to share how they shifted, adjusted their businesses to respond, and just being able to share like how they were very flexible to the the shifting marketplace and how they survived uh, by doing so. So um, and now we're kind of back to a little bit more of the overall storytelling of how you got how you went through the trials and tribulations of business ownership how did you um what are some plot twists that happened along the way that that led you to start this business um just how did everything work together to make that happen and again it's super inspirational for me sometimes it's hard hard to imagine that uh that they say yes because i'm just always so inspired and, and so grateful for the time kindred spirit there joe uh, <laughs> for sure. I feel the same way yeah, it, it's a, it's a much of a learning curve um, that helps you. It's a, it's a tribal knowledge kind of thing mm, where you're learning yeah. from somebody else and their experiences. And thank you for sharing about you know sick in the head about you know by Judd Apatow. I think um, that speaks a lot um, to where you're kind of your your focus on your journey is is that you are you're a storyteller. That's that's kind of who you are. It kind of seems like everything kind of falls around that. And so this is a perfect segue kind of going into the next section. Is is not about keyhole. You know, it's about it's about you. It's mm -hmm. about, you know, why do you do what you do in the morning? I mean, I think you've kind of hinted on some things, but can you kind of, you know, describe to people, you know, if they're maybe stuck in, you know, something like a corporate job where or if they're stuck in a location where they are, you know, not thriving, you know, what's some kind of advice, you know, you know, in the sense of why do you do what you do to help them kind of figure out their kind of uh, journey or their path? Yeah, I mean, I kind of went through that journey, even it seems like I'd sort of have to go through that every few years, whether it's against just the ups and downs of, of business ownership. You have some rough clients, you have some maybe staff members who've, who who thought you'd be working with them for a while, and they, they come and go quicker than you thought. And you start to go, is there something I'm doing here that's putting people off? And, and again, you just, it's just, I think, a natural part of the process to evaluate, are you a good fit for this anymore? Are there some changes you need to make? So what I have gone through in that process has been returning to some of those um, tools that allow you to sh to understand your strengths in the market. So some things I've done is I've, I've re-explored actually this last year, I took the strengths finders test again, because last time I had taken it was 
uh, I don't know, maybe 2005 when I started that marketing job from Chicago. And I just think I'm vastly different of, of a person in this space than I was back in corporate America. And I've, and it was great to retake that. And I was able to, some of the, the strengths were still in the top five, but I think three were new ones. And I was able to better understand like, what's my value in, in the world? Like who, how am I helping people uh, with my unique makeup of these gifts and how can I, how can I lean into them? I'll say this too. I've had to, uh, even go a little step further than that, rather than just take the test and see the results. What's been helpful for me is even like I had, a, I worked with a business coach last year and I'm still working with her this year. And then she really encouraged, um, speaking those strengths into the mirror. And it was a powerful experience, not a very easy one initially, super awkward, but it helps me to start to believe them, start to take them on as my own tips kind of takes them off the page and puts them onto me. So it isn't just words and just a description generally about anybody who has this. Now I'm applying it to myself. I'm putting it on my own skin a little bit and I'm starting to see myself in that light. And that's been super helpful that when, when frustrations come with work, I'm able to go, no, no, no. I've, I know this about myself. I believe this in myself. Um, Some other tools I've used. My wife does a little bit Myers-Briggs. I've, I haven't got into that as much. I do have my results, but uh, I probably should should uh, spend a little bit more time understanding that. The last one that's been super helpful for, for my wife and me has been Enneagram. I don't know if you ever paid attention to that, but it's been great for us to understand we're, we're really uh, different, uh, like 100% different, um, but it ends up being a great balance. Um, and I have more understanding of why she's, mixing this and proposing that or the why she's not a great addition to a brainstorming session but i'm also not a great addition to sort of looking for the problems of of things because i think everything's awesome and everything can be great and she's going oh, well here's a few things we should look at so it's a good balance but those are things that have helped me understand my strengths and um, i would suggest that i think to take some of those take some of those tests but also just find ways to make it real and practical for yourself, whether that's meditation, whether that's speaking into the mirror, whether that's journaling. There's a lot of different practices like that that I think can really help you to um, accept what those things can be. It's getting your mindset right. Yeah. Uh, and just don't say Bloody Mary three times in the front of the mirror. <laughs> right, for sure. But what was the little Lego guy in the Lego movie called? Um, because you were, you just said everything is, everything awesome. is awesome. Yeah, that's who that's who I am. That yeah. we always sing that around the house. <laughs> I forget his name, but yeah, that's I'm a seven on the Enneagram, which okay, um, and she's a six, and we've had some funny conversations. Uh, we one thing that I reflect on is we both at our last house we were looking at this bush in front of the house and. Um, the previous year, I thought it, it was practically dead. And then the next summer, it was like a hydrangea bush. And I was like, oh, in my perception, I'm looking at the same bush that she is. And she, her, her comment is, oh, this thing looks horrible. And I'm going, man, it looks so much better than last year. What are you talking about? So it's just amazing that how we view the world differently. And I, I think it's okay to, I mean, it's definitely okay to do that. And we just, it's a good balance for us because she's saved me from a lot of major mistakes because I'm just jump first and see if there's something underneath me. And, and she's got it all sketched out before she makes the move and it ends up being a, when we kind of come together and balance each other out pretty well like that. That's awesome. You know, um, besides looking at bushes with your wife and figuring out <laughs> if you or not, um, you know, what do you do as for like a hobby and what do you do for health? You know, what's kind of that kind of bringing together of kind of, you know, fi- finding that kind of flow out of life. 
That's a great question. Um, yeah, Bush Bush watching is not not a high on the list, <laughs> but we. What's great about this landscape out here, which I've been wanting to be much more intentional about this year. Obviously, last year was was crazy, but to really like embrace the landscape. So, in, in participating in the activities that are unique to this area. So, um, you know, go skiing, go hiking. Uh, one thing I'd like to try this year is some fly fishing. I'd like to learn, you know, that as a, as a, as a new trade out here. So some of it's just learning new, new hobbies. Photography for me has always been a great creative outlet. I'm able to just walk away from, from work, grab my camera and get into the woods. And that's always been a good, a good, um, action for me. Um, one thing I've been trying to do this year today, I'm not great at it because it was a weird week with some, some snow days, but, um, I'm trying to take Fridays off from work production kind of stuff. So I'm trying to do much more, whether it's, um, you know, doing some training stuff that I've been wanting to do. It's been sitting on the, on my list for a while, like watch a video, do, do some things to, 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 to learn and, and grow, but fun stuff. So it isn't just, I'm bored out of my mind for, for Friday. So I'm trying to be selective on what it is. Um, read some articles again that I've been, I couldn't find the time for. So I save them for Friday. I don't look at them every day of the week and go, Oh, I should try. I wish I could have done that. It's much more cool. Save it for Friday. Let's, let's do it then. Um, and sometimes let's get away from the computer altogether and, you know, go for a hike, um, just head up in the mountains and do some stuff. So all of that has been good. Um, journaling has been another focus of this year that I want to do more consistently. I always good. I always get great benefits out of that. Um, but I sometimes push it off until the opportunity arises and not always does the opportunity arise. So I'm trying to make it much more of a part of the the daily or weekly process as opposed to waiting until the stars align. So that's, that to me is a very healthy approach. My wife and I too are, are very, I just don't work after five o'clock. I mean, the doors closed at my office, uh, I work out of my house, but, um, it's just not, I just, I, we have a one-year-old, I'm sorry, one-year-old, we have a one child who's a seven-year-old and, you know, I just want to be able to have the ability to hang out with him. Um, there's, I'll never finish the list of work. I'll never get to the top of the mountain and go, well, I guess I've finished everything I could possibly do. So why keep working to try to do that? Turn it off. You'll come back tomorrow. It'll still be there. Um, and that to me has been super helpful to have that. And it's, it's super necessary too, when you work and live in the same space, because you just have to find a way to have a little bit of a ritual of entering your workspace, leaving your workspace. I think that's been good for me. I really like that. It's, it's the focus and mindset. I think that you're kind of working to, it's like that 1% better. Like, can I do something 1% better each day? But it's kind of like you are also taking that one day out and saying, okay, you know, one out of seven days I can, make up for the rest of the week if I can just, you know, learn something new. So yeah, I appreciate that, Joe. I appreciate you talking about your adventure uh, from, you know, Indiana to Chicago, back to Indiana, now all the way to Colorado, you know, keyhole marketing of just the life of, you know, starting your own company. I think that um, speaks a lot to um, a lot of things that you hear from successful people um, Mm -hmm. is kind of in line of what you have been talking about in the sense Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, you basically have mentioned several times leaning into your strength, leaning into things that that work for you um, and eventually will work for the customer. And, um, you know, I appreciate you. You're talking about, you know, your stories of why you started a podcast, the connections in the indie community, you know, other things that inspired you. 
Mm-hmm. And then just about yourself. I, I really appreciate that. And I think a lot of um, listeners out there will appreciate that too. So thanks, Joe, for being on this episode. No, for sure. Thanks for the opportunity. It's been fun. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.